0: First, the city itself set up its own immigration registration center in Castle Garden, near the site of the original fort amsterdam and Naturally, many of these immigrants, who were arriving with little more than the clothes on their back, didn't travel far and thus remained in New York. Of course, the addition of so many immigrants and others with less money put strains on the quality of life between eighteen sixty two and 1872, the number of tenements had risen from 12,000 to 20,000. The number of tenement residents grew from 380,000 to 600,000. One notorious tenement on the East River, Gotham Court, housed 700 people on a 20 by 200 foot lot. Another on the west side was home, incredibly, to 3,000 residents who made use of hundreds of privies dug in a 15-foot-wide inner court. Squalid, dark, crowded, and dangerous, tenement living created dreadful health and social conditions. It would take the efforts of reformers such as Jacob Rees, who documented the hellishness of tenements with shocking photographs in How the Other Half Lives, to change the way such buildings were constructed. Thanks to the opening of Ellis Island near the end of the 19th century, immigration into New York City exploded, and the city's population nearly doubled in a decade. By the 1900s, two million people considered themselves New Yorkers, and Ellis Island would be responsible not just for that, but for much of the influx of immigrants into the nation as a whole over the next half a century. While the melting-pot nature of America is one of its most unique and celebrated aspects, the conditions also created a humanitarian crisis of sorts. In the 19th century, child labor was still the norm, especially for poor families, and no social welfare systems were in place to provide security for people. As a result, if a child was abandoned or orphaned, They were at the mercy of an ad hoc system of barely tolerable orphanages with little to no centralization. Minorities and immigrants were also discriminated against on the basis of ethnicity and religion. Into this issue stepped the Children's Aid Society, led by Charles Loring Brace, who determined he could improve abandoned kids' futures by helping relocate them further to the West, which would also help Americans settle the frontier. By coordinating with train companies, Brace was able to transport dozens of children at a time to places in the heartland of America, or further out west, where they would end up in new homes, decades before the existence of foster care.